When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If it comes to ultimate chaos murder ball, then you get like the physio to be the extra referee. I'm a genius. I've saved the game. Revelations this week about the EFL clubs taking a cut of the money that fans lost with Skybet. We wonder if this is Watford's plan all along, making their money back on the next manager market. I'm Andy Baxter and this is Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. With me tonight, a man who once had a horse come in at 10 to 1. Sadly, the race finished at half past 12. It's Daz Napton. Oh, the dad jokes have started already. And the plucky underdog bringing up the rear, it's Tom Medicroft. Uh are you the British economy? Because I'm going to give you a weak pound. <laughs> In all seriousness, lads, don't gamble, it's bad. Anyway, what are we doing? Why are we here? It is time once again for In The Mix. And as we power towards our 100th episode, we're now in part two of our latest Bax versus Daz versus Tom challenge. For those of you who tuned in last week, Baxter had the challenge of creating three new rules to improve the game. So, Baxter, what are we doing this week? Largely the same, I expect, but I think it's your go. <laughs> yes, I just didn't want to host my own intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daz, we are doing the same thing, but it is you. <laughs> Probably going to have to ask myself the questions as well, aren't I? So, we come up with a couple of new rules um, that we want to see introduced into football. One which we've taken from another sport, one that is our own idea, and one that could be described as silly, could be described as a little bit out there. You know, it might just be used to fill time at the end. Who knows? Wouldn't that be lovely, ladies and gentlemen? Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. And um, it was Daz next. I had my go last week. That episode's available now. If you haven't heard, um, it's always best to go first. So, 
the good ideas haven't been taken. How did you get on? Did you did you have anything in mind, or has it just been? Have you had to do a lot of research? I largely thought of things that I thought annoyed me in the game, but then I realised that about ninety percent of the things in the game annoy me. So I decided How's your to ninety percent of everything that exists annoys you. That's true, but I did manage to come up with three rules. I think the last one in particular. It's the sort of thing that I think if it was proposed to the FA, I think they'd just shoot you straight down with a sniper. It's one of them. Oh, interesting. Well, all right. We'll save that one till the end. And how about we start where I did, which is your rule, your idea, your new law change for football, which you've sort of taken inspiration from another sport. Okay. Obviously, we're not going to spend the whole time talking about VAR because it's just a pointless conversation there's much more highbrow boring podcasts that talk about that sort of thing than us but the one thing that I think is good about VAR in other sports is the way that certainly with single person events it's led by the athlete or the sportsman or the the team so what I've done is I've taken the tennis approach to how VAR, or as they call it, challenges works. Let me just read the Dummies Guide to Tennis Rules for Challenges. I so wasn't that, here last episode of this. Is this just going to be a fun half hour of you reading sports rules? No, it's probably going to be about 10 seconds of me reading the sports rules. Very well. In tennis, what happens is each player gets three challenges to make against decisions that they don't agree with. These challenges can be used at any time. The challenge is not charged to a player who is successful in their challenge. So basically, you've got three chances to disagree with a decision. I'm going to propose we bring that into football. And the manager has the option. Basically, VAR doesn't come in unless someone asks for it. Yeah, yeah, unless someone asks for it. If the defenders are adamant it was offside, the manager gets the opportunity to um, challenge it. And that's when you'd get VIR involved. So if some something happened, a foul, a tackle was made and the, the managers were sort of a bit borderline whether to appeal or not, and then they ended up not doing it, is that just tough if it, if it, should, if it would have been overturned and would have changed their mind, would have suggested a penalty or something? Is Sorry, I'm just really waffling there. You know what I'm trying to say. If they don't appeal, can it not be given? No, so basically, in the game, before VAR, every time anything happened, everyone would kick off about it and the ref would just have to put up with it and make a decision. So it's essentially the middle ground between the ref having zero control and the players and manager actually feeling that there was a, a genuine challenge to be made. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, the, my only problem, and this is probably true of all these rules we come up with, they'd find ways of um, abusing this to kill time by, you know, if you've got an appeal left five minutes to go, you're just going to do it just to sort of stop the game for a minute or two. Well, I suppose that isn't the end of the world because... It happens oh, as, yeah. as, as we are now. 
if it's only going to be happening three times as well, it's still going to be less wasted time than the current VAR. But also, mm. I think in I think it's the A League or one of the football leagues when VAR comes in to start the the game, the clock stops. Okay, that's sensible. So it's like challenge made. It's kind of I think they do it obviously in like ice hockey and American sports with the old. That, um, that was going to be my rule. What stop the clock? Stop the clock when there's like anything that isn't the game being played. They they do that in ice hockey. So like whenever well you don't really get time for subs in ice hockey. It just it's just like happens during the game. But um, any any time there's like a reset or a free, I don't know, flack or yeah. um, I think like a time. foul or whatever, then the clock stops. It does mean that sometimes you can be watching the game of ice hockey for ages, especially if there's a fourth period. But it does mean, like, especially in football where people time-wasting and fucking about is a really big problem, it would be a really good rule to stop the clock while people piss about. Yeah, okay. I mean, we've definitely established a theme here because I mentioned time-wasting, but from a different angle in terms of injuries and stuff. You've gone straight for it there, Daz, um, with the VARs and the sort of specific almost timeout periods when they have to check it. And Tom says he was going to use some of that to stop the stop the clock when the ball wasn't in play so you know exactly how long you played and things and yes it's clear what bugs us about football I mean the thing that bugs me about football lately is it isn't ice hockey mm. um, is that that's verified Carl Henry liking our tweet what happy days what a tweet about Tim Curry no I did um, <laughs> cre- create an image of Tim Curry winning the Champions League though so that, that's what that picture is um, it's unclear how much Tim Curry material will make it into this episode. <laughs> so. But don't worry, we have got Carl Henry to fall back on. Yes, absolutely. Carl, Darius, Tim Curry, if you're listening, come on. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe take that bit out, I don't know. Darius, come on, my football, you coward. <laughs> Where are you hiding? Oh, God. Okay, thanks, Daz. That was a good start, I think. I liked it. We sort of sidetracked it as usual, but never mind. People are used to that from us. How about a Daz Napton original? The good thing is, actually, Tom, if you want to chip in with your original, we can kill two birds with one stone here because you've already we already know you're doing multi ball for your silly rule. Oh shit! Okay, I only mentioned it because I thought you were um, going for the same rule, but yeah, I mean, I haven't actually researched anything, but I'm happy to just like go nuts. You know how I hate penalty shootouts? Yeah. And I saw one on Saturday, actually, when I did my Ground Crawlers live episode. And although it's it's all right when you're there, because you're just sort of like behind the goal with all the kids shouting at the goalie and all the rest of it. But in general, I just think it's such a naff way to end the game, especially in like the lower down leagues. This, this game on Saturday, second qualifying round of the FA Trophy, no one even knew it was going to go to pens. The pens lasted like five minutes and then everyone just walked home. It's like, it just felt like such a stupid way to end the game. Yeah, if a 93rd minute screamer would have gone in, obviously we'd have all been on the pitch ripping the goals down and stuff. So I'm going to propose not a full dismissal of the penalty shootout, I'm going to recommend that we instead have a set-piece shootout at the end of a game. Okay. Mm. What? So 
you get a corner from each side and then like a free kick from a certain distance each and that kind of thing. Penalty and a direct free kick, which are pretty obvious to establish <clears throat> if you've scored from those. But then obviously there's other set pieces where it's a bit harder to know if there's going to be a goal. Throw in, corner, indirect free kick. So for those three, what would happen is the throw or kick would happen. And as soon as the ball has passed the 18-yard line, it's not happening. So basically, you've got the corner and then the, the little scramble after to try and score. And if it doesn't go in, obviously it doesn't go in. I mean, this is before your time, but there was a game on either the PS2 or PS3. We were alive when the <laughs> PS2 and 3 were. Yeah, but you probably oh, weren't playing to... stupid football games on it. And there was a mode where you could just do a load of training ground type challenges. And one of them was you'd have like 10 set pieces and it would cycle through a few of them. And if the defenders touched it or cleared it out of the area or something, you'd lost that one. But if you scored a goal, you know, that would that would count towards your score. And you just, it was just a little, a little bit different. I remember yeah. it being quite fun. Well, the reason I suggested it is because there's more chance of the whole team to get involved as well. So when it's the corner one, all of a sudden your centre-backs are more confident with that than they would be with stepping up for a pen, potentially. And it also means that if you've got a really good free-kick taker, then obviously that's a big advantage. Because I think a lot of teams nowadays don't have like a star set-piece taker. Certainly when England come to play, if ever they win a free-kick now, not that I've been watching recently, but you kind of think, oh, who's going to step up for this? And then it'll be like... John Steins or something. Hmm. I like it. I do. But I feel like the point of having a penalty shootout is we've gotten to the end of the game, the end of the extra time. There's nothing in it. We just want to get this done quickly. And I feel like having like a passage of play from a throw-in, for example, could be anything from like five to ten minutes. Ten minutes? (laughs) Well, have you not ever seen like a passage of play where the ball's not gone out of the, not gone, not gone off the pitch for ten minutes. I know it's like rare, but it does happen. That's actually a really good question. I would love to know the answer to. What's the longest football has happened without stopping for anything? Uh, There's probably an answer on the Guardian or the Athletic, isn't there? It's bound to be. I, I I would be surprised if it's much more than ten minutes. Yeah, but I'm just saying in the extreme. And you're on about having like, can you have like a set? Can is it got to be just the indirect free kick, or can there be like play after it? Yeah, yeah, it's the jumble afterwards. So basically, uh, and, that's and, for it. and then can they score on the opposite end after no, that? No, if you listen to what I said, once it leaves the 18 yard <laughs> box, I don't listen to what I don't listen to what you two say. I just like wait for my turn to speak. <laughs> there you go then. So you're talking about everyone. Um, getting their turn after the after the final whistle, yeah? So my rule that I've just come up with, all your subs bench goes on, two balls, golden goal. Yeah, now that I can get behind. Any questions? I thought, I thought the silly rule was last. No, that's not a silly rule. Uh, let me think about this then. So you've got two balls. Two? Yeah, two balls. 
Why are all the players on? Just because. Fun. Yeah. So, so what's your second and third choice keeper doing for those who are weirdos who put keepers on the bench? Okay, so there's how many people are on a bench? Like between five and seven, yeah? Well, no, it's who's, between who, it's between like four and thirteen, depending on what the tournament who's is. Who's got two goalkeepers on their bench? All right, well, it's up to you. You can play all your keepers in goal, but bear in mind there's going to be two balls flying around. So if someone needs to make a diving save, then they're going to injure someone else. So you can do it. I don't think they'd need to dive. Just <laughs> make a human wall. But there's two balls. You've got to react to what's going on. Yeah, but you're assuming that both balls are in your area. Surely, whilst everyone's focusing on one... Well, they might like... be, Daz. That's the fun. <laughs> it's chaos. People are running into each other. What if there's a corner given with one ball while the other's still in play? Uh, then the gamble is: do you de- <laughs> do you defend it or do you try and score with the other one? So how's, the, like, how's the ref blowing the whistle? Mean, for one? I thought I, I I thought you were going to say that. You know how in non-league when you get like coaches running the line, if it comes to ultimate chaos murder ball, then you get like the physio to be the extra referee. I'm a genius. I've saved the game. The physio. I don't know. Someone, someone unimportant. No offense, physios. Yeah, don't anger the physio community. <laughs> Got a big following there. Yeah. Well, we did. Uh, it's it's a difficult one because no, it's, it's just great. it's just anarchy. Yes. Which I do like, but you know how are you going to police it? It's it's something... the physios. <laughs> Fine. So with the referees and the physios, it, it's 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 hard to just know what to. Uh, yeah, how it's. I don't know. It's, it's it's one of them that they should maybe have at the community shield next year. Just to. I have another problem with um, Daz's thing. Okay. Where are you taking all these um, set pieces from? Well, it'd be predetermined, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that means every, every pitch in the entire world is going to have to be remarked rather than teach their physios how to ref. <laughs> hmm. I think, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I think yours has more holes than mine. So under what scenario would yours come into play, Tom? After after the set piece <laughs> five, five <laughs> right match. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's a compromise I'd be happy with but um, yeah maybe these could work together maybe what was, have... what was Baxter's one in this topic the players, players having to go off when <laughs> when they're injured which is less fun than just bringing more physios off well I suppose yeah if there's no physios to do physio then it, it could help actually <laughs> help enforce it a bit more wait so, that was your rule Baxter Sorry, isn't that just what happened before subs were allowed? I can't yeah. remember how it worked. Or was it just that subs were only allowed in the case of injury? But then you could fake. Yeah, I mean, this if you, if you get injured or go down as if you're injured, but you know you are fit to carry on, it it could just be a way of time wasting and eating up the clock, which is why your plan to stop the clock when the game isn't going would actually benefit this. <clears throat> Hmm. And negate it as well. But, you know, it would also work together with it. So between the three of us, we can stop the clock, bring more physios on and 
take set pieces? A jolly old time. Maybe the physio takes the final set piece. <laughs> whilst also reffing. Okay, seriously, that's a good rule. Like, if you if you have penalties, it doesn't even have to be that crazy. If you have penalties, once you've run through the whole 11, like the goalkeeper's taken theirs, the next one has to be taken by the manager. The problem with that is, you know you'd see some people hiring a good what? player and just that giving them... You would just give them the ones every five years. You just give them an arbitrary role on the coaching team, wouldn't you? No, no, no. What about the first team manager? Oh, so right, okay, not just a member of staff. Then final, right? right. I'll let you off. I mean, I imagine Guardiola and Lampard and Gerrard can still. Well, this is it because it'd be it would be really funny to watch like. Rooney versus um, Roy Hodgson. Roy, well, Roy Hodgson <laughs> did play football. I was going to say some some like fucking food bag that's never kicked a ball. Yes, yeah, some just some oaf. What's that big <laughs> fat guy that sort of perennially Northern League one and two? Evans, Steve Evans, <clears throat> uh, tax avoider. Really? Ooh. Can we can uh, we leave that in? Do um, can, I, can I consult the legal team there, please? Yes. Right. We already might be in trouble about that guy that used to manage Laos. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Tim Curry's jar of curry. What? It's not the best, but it's been in a lot of things. The curry is too strong. Love you, Tom. Uh, well, yeah, I think we've sorted it then between us with the original rule. Yeah, that, that's, that is literally when the ref blows the whistle for 90 minutes, all of the pint of football flags come out around the edge and then it's on to pint of football time. Nice, it'd be good for the brand as well. I like pint oh. of football time while it's on the whole time it's going. Just snap it on a loop. It never drops. It's just the first bit. Yeah, good. Okay. Solved it. So I think, Daz, if you can top that, we need to introduce another rule, which is possibly on the sillier side. This rule. And you've got to listen in because it's quite wacky. 
not silly, but just insane, I think is probably the best way to describe it. But I think it would add a whole new dimension. The game basically becomes a whole different game. So what's going to happen is at the start of the season, you get a letter come through the post. Okay? First class to the office. We're trying to keep the postal workers in work. And what happens is you open up this envelope and inside you get some power play cards. Okay. You get this big deck of power play cards and that's your cards for the season. And what it is, is you would get three cards per game times however many games you've got. So let's say 38 because that's the Premier League. Obviously, they are such a mix of different things you can do to influence the game. So then what you've got to do is strategically work out at which game to take which three cards because they all do different things. And obviously, the closer to the end of the season you get, you're going to have less cards left to use. So as soon as the fixture list comes out, you're going to be thinking, if you're like Man City, you're going to be thinking, right, when are we playing Liverpool? When are we playing Man U? All that sort of stuff. So you're getting your best power play cards ready. But then if you're in a pickle a third of the way through the season, you might need to pull some of the big boy ones out a bit closer. Then you obviously risk not having your, your, your meaty power play cards left at the end. I can already hear you thinking, Bex. I can see your little cogs turning. What are, the, what are these power cards all about? Is it like superhero moves or is it like weird kung fu kicks are allowed for 10 minutes? It's not quite have, that. Have you ever played any of the Ark, the Batman Arkham games? Yeah. So you know like in the challenges where you can set it so the enemies have got like extra strength or you can't use this type of weapon or that type of weapon or things like that. I imagine it's the same kind of thing. It's got similarities. And basically, it's obviously got to be stuff that you can actively do. So saying, like on FIFA, for example, I'm sure you can get similar sort of thing where it's like, oh, Rooney's got an extra three finishing ability. Obviously, in the real game, that wouldn't work. So what happens instead is you've got some examples of the sort of cards we'd be looking at. This is just a few off the top of my head. The actual rule changes from these power play cards are actually quite serious, but the ultimate idea is obviously, as you can tell. No, no, no. Let's see how quickly it descends into nonsense. No, no, no. They're pretty good. So, for example, one of your cards would be, and, on, and this is the thing, you've got to, like with the sub, you've got to announce you're going to play this card. Yeah, okay. And then the next time the ball goes out, it comes into play. Do the managers have to declare which cards are available for which game, or do they just have them all lined up? It'd be part of the pre-match build-up. So the, yeah. it'd be like, right, we're going to go to Rafa Benitez with his three cards, and then he sat there with them on the little desk, and he's going, oh, I've picked this one today. <laughs> if you don't use them, do you lose them or are they still there? Yeah, you need to use them. Okay. Yeah. Fine. You've basically submitted them for that match and then you hand them into the ref at the end and he collects them. He probably puts them back in the post for next season. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah. You know, it's recycling and all that's better for the environment. Exactly. But then, so what happens? So uh, let's say Pep walks over to the fourth official and he goes, All right, I'm going to play this power card, hands the power card, and then on the big score screen, 
it just comes up saying impending power play and everyone's thinking, oh, Christ, something's going to happen the next time the ball goes out of play here. The excitement's building. Yeah. And then, and then obviously the rule happens. So to the examples. So one example is X player isn't allowed to score for the next 10 minutes. That would be an example of one of them. So let's say you were playing against Man City. It's nil-nil in the 80th minute and you just put Haaland can't score. So then they've either got a sub in or Hopey grabs an assist instead. Why was it Haaland then scores? Doesn't count. count. Oh, okay. He gets shot. (laughs) 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 So then other examples would be next goal counts as double. Then there's another one, because obviously most of these are going to get played at the back end of the game, you'd assume. But there's some that you could also play earlier on, which give you an advantage for the second half. Things like X player must be subbed off at half time. So if someone's having, like, I always use Haaland as an example. He's just like superhuman at the minute. He scored two goals, but it's two all. And it's like 40th minute. You think, well, he's clearly going to get, he's, he's going to complete his hat trick, isn't he? So just nullify the threat. And then some of the ones that would probably be a bit more of a, like, you need to stop it for a minute to implement, but you could still do them, is you could have the opposition goals are made 10% bigger. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, okay. This is going to require some engineering, but... You just have the second goal laid down behind, which is just a little bit bigger. Lie one down, put one up. But... <laughs> The other one, which there's a, there's two others, which which I think this one's a real strong one that you definitely save for the big game. And it's for the next five minutes, the ball must remain in the opposition's half. So you're basically allowing yourself five minutes where you can't concede. And that, that I think would be a huge one if you were playing a big team. And uh, obviously your players are starting to get a bit knackered, your centre-backs... So basically, the ball can't leave that half of the pitch. And the final one. So if you're is, sorry, if you're a defender and you can't clear the ball, well, you can. But if it goes past halfway, you just can't. You know, they just have to go and get the ball again and carry on. It just just uh, recycled back to the attacking team, then, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, and then the final one would be to swap players' positions. Now, obviously, this one's a bit harder to monitor because if you were to say swap a right back and a right winger obviously they overlap anyway but I think with this specific one you'd have to be a bit more precise and do something like you know swap a striker with a centre back or a goalkeeper with a left winger or something for five yeah. minutes so yeah that's in a nutshell what it is and what it would do is it would make the game a hell of a lot more entertaining and obviously, the gaming community is so massive at the minute. Most of them love FIFA, even though they hate football. I think it would be a good way to get some of them to come out. The main downside of this rule, really, is it, it just wouldn't be able to carry further down the pyramid because, uh, I mean, half of them don't have a post box at the clubhouse, for example, to receive the cards at the start. Yeah, yeah. The admin yeah. would be too heavy lower down the pyramid, I think. But They can't be emailed. Well, yeah, exactly. As someone who's fallen out of love with the elite football, I think this would be a good way to bring it back round. What are you going to say with the postal service? (laughs) I'm rapidly falling out of love with the postal service. I just think, what's the point? (laughs) 
I've I've got more questions about this one where like it's got to stay in the opposition half because then surely the entire eleven goes into defence and they could basically just like stand man for man they could clear it and stand man for man on the centre line. Yeah. Okay. So I'm England. You're San Marino. Yes. Are you, are you, are you just going to do that anyway and then get a nil nil? Jobs are good in. Easy what does it? I don't know what you mean. So if you're San Marino and the tactic is so easy, just keep all your 11 players in the half and man mark, you're going to get a nil-nil, aren't you? It's only, it's only for like 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, but still, I so bet. You just, you, if, but if Man City became San Marino for 10 minutes, it's not going to be any easier to beat them, is it? You wouldn't use it against Man City. Who would you use it against? Let's say you were Liverpool. It was nil-nil and you're against bottom of the league. They're absolutely yeah. knackered. They're absolutely knackered, but you just can't break them down. Obviously, so you make them play more defensively. But at the moment, there's the opportunity for them to counter, and you see it all the time. 89th minute winner for Norwich. You know, if guy runs up, wins a penalty, speedy striker. <clears throat> you just nullify him that for 10 minutes. Basically, there's no way that you can concede. How nice would it be to guarantee you can't concede for 10 minutes? Defenders just... You can sit down if they want. Have a nap. Gen- generally, I like the power play thing. That one is shite. Wait, you got three cards per game in 38 games. You've got over 100 cards. They're not, cards. All, they're not They're not. all going to be gold, are they? It's going to get incredibly confusing to like note all this down on tables and match reports. Well, I think you'd probably end up hiring a card master, which would just be some, <laughs> some little nerd. <laughs> the best Yu-Gi-Oh player in... Uh, Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> I activate my trap card. Well, yeah, that's basically in a nutshell what it is. Trap card. Fantastic. Do you want to hear my silly one I've just come up with? Just quickly before we move away from Dowser's cards, I think there's like there should be maybe some secret cards that even the managers don't know what they are. And you just have to, if you know, if you're getting beat 2 0 and you think, oh, sod it, I've got, I don't know what to do, I'll play one of these secret ones in this envelope and see what they do. And it might be good, it might be bad, you don't know. It's part I mean, of the cl- clearly it wasn't silly enough, this rule. It needed an extra layer. What, what are the secret rules that, like, is it <laughs> opens it up and it's like own defender breaks leg? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't wish to wish anyone harm, but maybe like your team have their boots tied together or. The heavy boots or the ball gets replaced with one of them flyaways you used to play with when you were a kid, that kind of thing. Or, you know, Judy Dench has to play centre half here this week. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Judy Dench know about this. <laughs> you get to select an old lady depending on your club. Like if you're yeah. Norwich, then you get Delia Smith. Delia Smith, Helen Mirren, Judy Dench. Rovers could have had Kitty Thorne before she passed away. Yeah, get them all in. And, you know, they it's look at the draw if that comes out. Brilliant. Right, would you like my silly thing? Yes, please. Go you know it. how, like, football violence isn't as bad as it was in the 70s and 80s? Like, there's a hardcore that still do it, um, but, like, it's not everywhere. So, yeah. I propose a way where you could both get back to the founding traditions of football and mollify these this, like, violent minority... Right. So you remember like the games that football came from, like the proto football, the really early versions of the game was what you call like, you know, 
the village ball game where you'd have the north side of the village versus the south side of the village and they had to get a ball to like the other side's church or whatever and it was just like basically a massive fight yeah so i have the game have extra time instead of penalties there's fi- you get 50 season ticket holders they have to be season ticket holders so they're not just like random violence tourists mm. and they can apply to be one of the like people maybe maybe it could be 100 football pitch is pretty big and then like and the players can be involved too and then it just it's just that and that's how it, that's how it gets decided and that's so, a very that's a silly rule because those things used to go on for days yeah, what's the actual aim then? Get the ball in the opposition goal get, still. Get the ball in the opposition goal, yeah. But there's no rules apart from the ball has to go there. However, the means it gets there is sort of you know, yes. Yeah. I mean it's I, gonna be it's it's gonna I, be too com it's gonna be too compact for like serious violence. No one's gonna be able to like swing. It's just kind of a big kind of like big old squishy squish. Yeah, it's like a bit of shoving and a bit of probably... A bit of pushing and shoving. Yeah, that'll be it. Put them all in zorbs. Oh, that's a really good idea. I don't want to see Judy Dench in a zorb. Bouncing around. I don't want to see Judy Dench in a zorb. (laughs) (laughs) I think the zorbs make it difficult because you've got to actually handle the ball. Otherwise, it's just going to be completely random. Yeah, so that's mine. I can't... I think that's good. Because it gets rid, it like gives the the violence people something to do, and like, and it'd be a test of metal for the players. Like, you know, you sort of Tony Craig's and Lee Mansells of the world would be right in there, but your um, uh, who's a little wiener, um, Eric That's... Lamella, probably not. <laughs> well, what are they going to die? Probably. Yeah, they've got insurance. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver. I also think the clubs could market it as like an um, be part of the club kind of thing. Sign Ab- up, absolutely. Because these this, people um, that like go around and like, have fights in shopping centre car parks 20 miles away from the ground so the cops don't get them, they're doing it um, as they profess for the you know passion of their club. So why not actually be part of the game mm. and do violence? Yeah, when you put it like that. Well, the thing with the season ticket holders is is um, liability as well. Because if you, as Tom said, otherwise you're going to just get people turning up. You just want to get involved yeah. in the violence. Yeah, well, I, what I'm saying is, are the season ticket holders going to be up for it? Because it strikes me that most of these guys who enjoy this prefer the away days. Yeah, it's going to give it's going to give like teams like Millwall a massive advantage in cup finals. You know, we won't be seeing Wickham Wanderers or Fulham win another cup. Yeah, Forest Green Rovers will never ever win another cup if they if they have ever. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I like it. I mean, there's there's definitely something there. Well, at least we've got through a three part episode in two, as opposed to like with Wardy's book, where (laughs) we're about four million episodes in and only a third of the way through. Let's end then on ultimate celebrity five aside. I'm going to name the players and you've got to tell me where they're playing. So we've got Judy Dench, <laughs> the ghost of Darius. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry and the cheeky girls. 
Do you remember a few years ago? It was probably 10 years ago now. Man United had those two fullbacks. One was a left back, one was a right back, and they were twins. Yeah. So I'm thinking the cheeky girls in those roles. I mean, maybe Judy then should be like a midfield enforcer, just all elbows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, who else is there? You have Darius Ghost in there. How's he going to say? Uh, Tim Curry also drives a uh, uh, powered wheelchair these days. Oh, so he might be of limited use. Right, so who are you having in net, Baxter? A dead guy or a guy in a wheelchair? Oh my God. Well, should I tell a joke? <laughs> Please, just wrestle, wrestle this back. I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not screaming and yelling like the passengers in his car. Hey. believe Darius is dead. Darius isn't dead. Maybe his career, but not in person. I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm talking about the mid noughties pop sensation. Yeah, exactly. Possibly from Cheshire. <laughs> no, that's Tim Curry. Let me see, where's Tim Curry from? I'm getting really confused now. <laughs> Tim Curry is, yeah, he's from Warrington. Fascinating. You forget how much a legend is. He is a legend. He's um, yeah, he's, he's what you call a working actor. Like, no part is stupid or bad enough for him to turn down. He just gets on with it. He's, he's in the Wild Formberries. Yeah, he made that show. What? Are you aware of the video game Red Faction? Yeah. Because he plays the leader of the Soviet Union in it. And if you get to the if you get to oh, the last yeah. stage with him, you get a video of him going, "I have escaped to the only place that is uncorrupted by capitalism, space." <laughs> <laughs> right, is Darius dead? <laughs> Unfortunately, did you know his name was Darius Dinesh? He was he's been in the news quite a lot recently because he's dead. I don't I can't find him on the Wikipedia uh disembaguation page about the name Darius. Was it spelt weird? Yeah, Dinesh. Oh you're no you're no you're no elf. Just type in Darius Dinesh. You said, Oh he's from Cheshire. That's Tim Curry. <laughs> Can we start this? Getting annoyed. You mix it from Cheshire. Yes, you mix it up. Your British icons. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Right, shall we? <clears throat> ah, sorry, I'm bringing it back now. I genuinely didn't hear that he died recently. Yeah, like a few weeks. If anyone didn't know the news and they're just hearing it on this pod, yeah, yeah. really sorry. But he is dead.
RIP Darius. I hope all this Darius content makes it in, by the way. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.